Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 82 of Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for listening. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. I'm glad you found the podcast. Okay, so this episode's going to be a little different. My guest today is Jim Chow. He is the owner of Belltown Dance Studio in Seattle, Washington. Back in episode 54, I believe, I had the pleasure of interviewing a gentleman named Koa Hans, who teaches tango at Belltown Studio along with his partner, Morgana Buell. Jim established Belltown Dance Studio back in 2005, but he's been a passionate dancer all his life. He's familiar with a variety of dances, but salsa is his specialty, so it should come as no surprise that he is also the head salsa instructor there. Belltown Studio is a lively place and is home to a number of other dance genres in addition to Argentine tango. So why interview a studio owner? Well, studio owners provide venue space for tango classes and milongas, and in many cases, we tango folks wouldn't be able to do what we do without people like Jim. And with me now is Mr. Jim Chow. Jim, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So, Jim, from a young age, you've had a love of music and a great sense of rhythm. How exactly did you fall in love with dancing? Well, uh, start with just freestyling around clubs, whatnot. And one day, somebody mentioned something about intro lesson at a ballroom. Mm-hmm. At a certain time, I try to make it there and... Uh, Finally, I made it to one of those and fell in love with it the first sight. It was just instant. Nice. Yeah, so how did, you, how did you start teaching? How did that adventure begin? As soon as I caught on this whole salsa mm-hmm. fever thing, and, you know, my friends came around and they, they asked me to teach them. Mm-hmm. And I go ahead and find me a space. I would love to help out. And uh, I started at a church of all places. Nice. They rented a, a church, uh, cleared all the st- uh, benches away, and... My first class, I had like 30 people. Oh, excellent. And I thought, wow, this is kind of fun too. And the next thing you know, I just started teaching in various places. And eventually, I uh, subleased with a friend of mine Mm -hmm. at a a studio. And then from there, you know, their lease is up. So I thought in order to get the prime hours that I needed, I thought I'd open my my own studio and that's how I started back in 2008 or so yeah nice so opening the studio was just sort of the next logical step for you then yeah I mean to the unknown territory uh-huh. it was uh, challenges for sure yeah when you opened that studio did you find that you always had this kind of entrepreneurial side to your personality yeah I think I do I think I'm uh, I like to challenge myself all the time mm-hmm. even even unknown territory so, yeah, I mean, I always think very positive and have a vision mm-hmm. what's going to look like before it happens. Yeah. That way, yeah. you know, it drives me forward all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so when you, when you finally opened uh, Belltown Studio, what was, what was your vision? I was going to have parties and the weekends and mm-hmm. variation of different classes. And tango was definitely one of them yeah. among belly, belly dance and fitness classes whatnot. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, because a lot of different dance genres, they they have a home at your studio, which is awesome. So, yeah, before, uh, you know, I, I interviewed Koa Hans a while back, who teaches at your studio. Have you ever tried Argentine tango yourself, just for fun? Oh, yeah, being a studio owner, I got opportunity to dabble in everything that comes across. Yeah, the tango is definitely one of them. Well, what was the impression it gave you? I think I, I like to dance. I'm not exactly, you know, the music's not exactly what I'm in love with. 
I love the uh, the slowness and the connection. Yeah. So uh, running a studio when that when that was started rolling. Uh, so what are some new skill sets that you that you picked up along the way? Well, yeah, I mean, I have to wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, you got to have a good people skills as far as working with staff and mm-hmm. make sure everybody's happy and make sure everybody pay on time and make sure all the classes are full or do our very best to keep them full. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes I find myself coaching the instructor how to develop their class. Yeah. You know, not everybody's, I mean, in this business, mm-hmm. you know, we're all, we're all artists. Right. Not every artist has the business mindset. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so in order to, to, to make it in the art of teaching, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have the business sense to not just come in. If you're performer, you're champion in this, you know, and you look amazing, mm-hmm. you don't have any people skill that can actually hurt you. Right, right, right. So, so talent and does not exactly can make it 100%. Right. Yeah, that's a great segue into the, the next topic I want to talk about, that your Belltown Studio has been around for for over a decade. That's really awesome. Now, I'm sure you've seen this. I've seen this as well. Like really, like you said, we have these artists who are great dancers and they try to open studios, but they fail after the first couple of years. And like you said, part of that's because of their, uh, you know, the lack of people skills and whatnot. So what are some big mistakes that you notice other owners make when they try to open a studio or when they, when they fail? Having too much too soon mm-hmm. or not do their homework on who they hired. Mm-hmm. I mean, I make that, I make, I certainly make some mistakes. So, mm-hmm. you know, from the beginning, not, not doing my research on certain instructors, mm-hmm. what kind of teaching skill they have. But, you know, when you first start, you say, yes, everything, because mm-hmm. you want classes there. Right. But you don't know what kind of teaching skills or people skills they have yeah. or business skills. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, you, you have to take a chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, till this day, I still run into mistakes, thinking they're amazing. But you know, you, you give people, always you like to give people a chance. Yeah. You, you never, you know, people people change. You know, people yeah. get better. I would say definitely do your homework as far as who you hired. Mm. Manage your schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, that's the next next tricky thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great that you sometimes touch base with the instructors at your studio. You kind of give them tips on, on on their people skills and whatnot. So when it comes to selling, advertising, promotion, that's that's a thing that a lot of us artists have have a big problem with. You know, we're really great at what we do, teaching and dancing and whatnot, but that other side of it, the, the promotional side of it's pretty tough for us and that's often challenging. So what are some strategies that, that have worked for you in terms of getting the word out about the studio or your lessons? Well, I can't exactly give all my secrets now, can I? <laughs> Whatever you want to tell us. <laughs> you know, social media is definitely a big one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Every time you have an event, you want to promote other events on top of it. So it's just, it's just it's like a chain effect mm-hmm. to, keep th- to keep things going. Yeah. You cannot just focus on one thing and, and call it a day. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, in, a, in this business, you have to think so far ahead, you have plan for next year and so on. Yeah. So, it's, you, you know, you have to look at a big picture all the time, mm-hmm. you know, to be on top of the game because, you know, there's competition out there doing the exact same thing, right? Yeah. Bringing big stars to your studio. Mm-hmm. You know, I have world champion that teach in my studio. 
nice. you know, going on nine, nine year now. Nice. So now I'm looking at another genre of dance and bringing top names here mm-hmm. for another genre. So that that's a keep. That's what keep things really continue to grow as a studio. You can't just okay, that's all I have. That's all I'm going to do, and that's it. Yeah. Well, guess what? You know, things evolve, things get better, and you just next thing you know, your competition is running all the circles around you. Yeah. So if you're not on top of this game of dance studio, mm-hmm. you're gonna fail. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, looking ahead and, and getting good talent and yeah, setting yourself apart, that's great. So we all have different strengths when it comes, as, as business people, what would you say your biggest strength is when it comes to running a successful dance studio? Um, I, I think um, I have a reputation to really take care of my instructors. Mm-hmm. I pay them very, very fair because mm-hmm. um, I know what it is, what's it be like to be a dancer when I first started. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the dance, the instructors should, should be compensated for all the work they put in. Mm-hmm. So when I pay my instructor, I pay them very fair. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some important life lessons that you've learned as a studio owner? Uh, try not to sweat the small stuff, right? And look at the big picture, like I said. Uh, you, you get what you put out, you know? And uh, try to stay professional. And yeah, I mean, I could go on and on. But... Yeah. What's an example of some of the small stuff that we really shouldn't worry about, but you see people get tripped up on not every student's for every instructor or every student for every studio mm-hmm. so they want to move on and try new things to another location whatever mm-hmm. you know you wish them well don't don't sweat it mm-hmm. because you know I, i've been successful for a long time for a reason mm-hmm. so learn to appreciate what you already have and what's working for you right yeah, yeah. so what are some what are some big pro, uh, big projects you have coming up well uh, we have our annual Salsa on Alki Beach. We just changed the name last year to Salsa and Bachata okay. on Alki Beach. And we're going on our 10-year anniversary this year, so I'm really excited about that. All right. 10-year anniversary. So, that's awesome. Yeah. So we might be doing something really big, and uh, I'm trying to plan that out right now. Yeah, and like I said, I'm also bringing another big star to my studio, so I'm really excited about that as well. This year can be, be good for us. Yeah. And I'm thinking about relocating my studio and uh, to a better location, better parking, mm-hmm. bigger space. That's another thing I'm really excited about. So okay. a lot of good things ahead. Yeah, yeah. So when will a relocation take place? You know, that's kind of contingent on certain things. Okay. So hopefully in April. Mm-hmm. All right, Jim, this has been a lot of fun. Where do we find out more about you online? BelltownDanceStudio.com. BelltownDanceStudio.com. Okay, I'll have that in our show notes. So... Thank you so much. Yeah, Jim, thanks so much for taking the time. I know you're super busy, but it's yeah, it's kind of nice to hear things from the uh, from the studio owner's perspective because again, without people like you, uh, us tango dancers would have would be in a pretty pretty big pinch. So, yeah. So keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you so much again. Appreciate it. Yeah, take care. Okay, that was a quick but fun conversation. Jim's an extremely busy guy and it was very good of him to spare a moment to chat with me. Not only is it interesting to hear about how a dance studio owner got started, but there are elements of the entrepreneurial mindset that can also be applied to our tango learning and daily life. After Jim opened his own dance studio, he became a good businessman while on the journey. With our dancing, it's similar. It's not one moment of enlightenment that turns us into experts. It's time and experience. So just because we don't understand a certain concept in the present doesn't mean we're doomed to be stuck there. It's okay to start and move forward before we're ready. 
Whatever mistakes we make, no matter how embarrassing, will not stop our dancing. It's just part of the experience. Jim was very open about having made some bad business decisions in the past, but now he's smarter and wiser for it. I also like what Jim said about new skill sets. Although he was a salsa expert, which was a logical reason to open his own studio, becoming a businessman required him to learn different skills. That's challenging. Many of us are already established in some sort of professional field, and becoming good tango dancers will probably require skills that are different from the ones we currently have, and we need to be open to that. So thank you again, Jim, for taking the time to share your thoughts. And thanks to all you listeners for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch, feel free to send an email to wisconsintango at gmail.com. Once again, that's wisconsintango, all one word, at gmail.com. Always appreciate that feedback. A number of you have been getting in touch with me, and it's always nice to hear from listeners. Okay, that wraps up another episode of Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.